Hey guys, I'm, man, I just, <laughs> yo, I hate this call so much, man. Yo, it's just, me what it even feel like mine. Oh, man. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey all If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm your boy Stephen Smith. I'm not joining the studio today, but I am on the airways. Thank God for WhatsApp. I don't even know if I should promote them. Um, I'm here today with Clelia Davis, who is a student of the... She's actually a student in Taiwan, and she's studying um, for a Master's of Science in Medicine, which sounds like almost like rocket science, but with uh, people's bodies. Um, Clelia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Clelia is a repeat um, guest. She was in, I think, season one, season one, or season two. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't season even remember one. season. I think it was season one of Objectively Incorrect, yeah. and she's back. And we're gonna be talking about the dynamics between men and women. Um, we're gonna be talking about some relationship stuff, um, and we're gonna be talking very candidly, guys. So if your heart is weak, um, this might not be the show to listen to. You might have to go to the next one. All right, so Clelia. What we're going to do, we're going to jump straight into the fact or fiction section before we even get into this discussion, all right? And in the fact or fiction, I'm going to give you five statements, and you're going to tell me if they're true or if they're false, all right? Okay. All right. So Ready. This one is actually based on men, so let's just see how much you know about the male species here, <laughs> right? Oh, boy. All right, you'll be fine. <laughs> all right, number one. A 2013 study found that men who prefer small breasts are less financially secure. A, a 2013 study found what? that men who prefer small breasts are less financially secure. True or false? Men who prefer small breasts are less financially, financially secure. secure. Men who prefer large breasts but- make less money. That's, that's basically the question. That's basically the statement. Um... True. It's false. The actual the it's study false. actually found the opposite that men who prefer large breasts are less financially secure. Yeah. And they also found that men tend to like larger breasted like poor men, poorer men tend to like larger breasted women. Um researchers, psychologists Viren Swami and Martin Tuve found that hungrier men also prefer bigger breasts, substantially more than men who are satiated. Um they also found that men who wish to remain child-free, preferred smaller-breasted women. I could see why. I could see it. No, no like when I read it, I was like, um, okay, this is, this makes sense. You, if you're hungry, you want, you, you want, okay. Anyway, let's move on. Number two. <laughs> yeah. A study conducted in March of 2015 discovered that men with unattractive wives have higher levels of satisfaction with their marriages. A study conducted in March of 2015 discovered that uh-huh. men with unattractive wives have higher levels of satisfaction with their marriages. True or false? But unattractive to the men? Una- or- unattractive to the men. Yes, unattractive. Well, when I say unattractive, 
it's not unattractive to the man. It's unattractive in general. Like, for example, they, they possess features that we don't promote um, as okay. attractive. Okay. Um, they're more happy. Ooh, true. It's false. Men with attractive what? wives. Yeah, it's weird. But then again, it, it kind of makes sense. Men with attractive wives report higher levels of satisfaction with their marriages. Interestingly, attractive wives also report higher levels of satisfaction, all because having a happy hobby made them happier too. I, you know, I, I guess I'm thinking about this too hard because I'm thinking, okay, if it's attractive in general, then perhaps other men is not going to find him, the woman attractive. And so that makes him feel a little bit safer, you know, placed, oh yeah, safer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, he wouldn't have a whole bunch of men kind of satiating after his wife. Okay. But I got you. That's interesting because I feel like men men just think differently like men want other men to envy them like we want a big mm -hmm. penis we want a big penis so that we could kind of say like i have a bigger penis than you you know than you. we want a nice yeah. car because we want to say we have a nicer car than you so it works for women too if they have an attractive wife then they're like you know my wife is more attractive than your wife oh uh, like you're showing it off. like a status symbol yeah, yeah it's terrible yeah so a subjectivity at the highest scale all right, so number three. Number three, smoking can lead to impotence in men. Smoking can lead to impotence in men. True or false? True. True, 100%. Yeah. An erection yes. is only possible when blood vessels... Not that. Well, you know, this is right along your line, you know? <clears throat> but yeah. the, thing is, the thing is, it's so funny, right? When I was reading this, they said, smoking can cause erectile dysfunction in men as young as 20. Yo. Yes, yes, actually, was having a conversation with uh, one of my friends about that, um, like lifestyle habits, mm -hmm. smoking, and diet, and I said, um, you would be surprised as to, to the the number of um twenty year olds who can't get it up. Wow. And, yeah, like it's crazy, and I said, you guys have to remember that your penis is being filled with blood. And it has blood vessels. Mm -hmm. And so if you have some sort of um, cardiovascular issue, it, it doesn't just um, stop at the, the, the shaft of your penis, you mm -hmm. know? So you put two and two together, you could realize, okay, well, maybe I need to make some lifestyle changes because right. it's becoming um, a little epidemic there, guys. It so is. yeah, we need you to <laughs> handle stand your up. stuff. Go to the doctor. And, and don't feel afraid to go to the doctor and get yourself checked out. Stand up. Stand up for God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Number four. Um, according, mm -hmm. according to the Sleep Foundation, men need less sleep than women do. According to the Sleep Foundation, men need less sleep than women do. True or false? Uh, men need less sleep. Okay, don't overtake, clearly. Um, Use your hat. Uh, true? It's true. It's true. <laughs> yes, it's true. And it's by about 20 minutes too. So on average, men need about 20 minutes less time sleeping than women. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy good. Well, yeah, it takes a long to wake up. 
All right. So you have two out of five so far. And you have one more question. All right. So this one, you should get this one. You know what? No pressure. Number five. Men's testicles hang between the legs to keep cool because sperm dies at body temperature. Men's testicles hang between their legs. Actually, wait. Yeah. Men's testicles hang between their legs to keep cool because sperm dies at body temperature. Mm-hmm. True. It's true. What was the biggest culture shock for you, like, moving to, to Taiwan? Um, it sounds weird, but, like, the steering. The because steering? Even, yes, like, the locals just staring at me. And it's not, like... I'm not talking about like a man looking at me or a man looking at like how a man will look at a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people, I don't know, some of them probably um, not familiar with seeing black people. Some of them never see black people in their life. Wow. And then um, I, a lot of them look at my hair too. So a lot of mm-hmm. them never see locks. And some of them, <laughs> well, I've never had anybody actually touch my hair, but some of the other locals here would tell me, well, Kitishan and the vision would tell me that um you know people will come up to them and touch their hair. No like, what? <laughs> They're like, yes, and you know, they want to know what is this? <laughs> I say no. And I mean, they can't really a personal space like, because if somebody if I'm turned around, right, and somebody just touching my body, touching me here, whatever, is that help at first, you know? Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> That's self-defense. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm like, okay, that's crazy. But, you know, after a while, like, I became a little bit more cognizant of the fact that, okay, maybe in real life, a lot of them wouldn't have seen a black person before. And so mm. it's very foreign to them. You know, and some of them would tell me, you know, um, your, your hair is very pretty. You know, it's like, uh, like, it's very pretty. And I was like, oh, and like, really? Thank you. You know, because they're looking at me in awe, like, Oh my God! What is that? And I'm looking at them like, they're okay, like, <laughs> we're really going. Now. You yeah. know, <laughs> what's the big deal? It's it's here. Oh my goodness! And I said in the beginning, like the stairs, because some of them would stand up, like mm-hmm. you know, you're walking in the opposite direction, but they would stand up and look at you from head to toe. Wow. 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 And then they would take pictures. Take- I've had that done too. They would take pictures of you. Yep. That's also via cam. You know, you know, <laughs> the thing is that you, you would expect, <laughs> I guess there's maybe a difference in culture too, because over here, if we, we, we see somebody interesting in the West, like I'm not going to touch them. You know, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it, I, might, I, I might admire from a distance and say, yo, that's a very interesting person, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like the kind of exotic where they're handling is like, oh, we need to take a picture to document that I've seen a black person in real life. It's almost like, are you some kind of enchanted unicorn, you know, that just right. showed up in front? It's like, I need to take a picture of this unicorn to prove to my friends that I've seen one. Black, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, in this day and age, especially um, with the internet and social media and everything like that. Mm. I, I, I'm so baffled as to why some people are so far removed, you know, because it's not just maybe the elderly persons, you know, mm-hmm. it's young people do this too. Wow. So I'm like, really? 
with the kids, you know, like people, anybody under 12, I could understand because mm-hmm. they're probably so um, exposed as teenagers and adults, but, and children just naturally curious, but like, you know, everybody else. Yeah, man. It's weird. Yeah, wow. It's weird. You know, it's such that like, let's say in the Caribbean, we are so, um, I don't think we're ignorant to the, 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 the world. You know, like we know about a lot of stuff um, in different continents and the different types of cultures. Mm-hmm. We may not be immersed in it or anything like that, but at least we have some sort of knowledge. Okay, well, if I see this type of food, yeah. I know it's a. If I see sweet and sour chicken, I know like that's something from Asia. If I see like a hamburger, I know that's something from America. America. You know, like I know. Correct. Like so, we sensitize. Yeah. Right. But it's. Persons from like developed countries just not sensitized at all. Us, no, they're not sensitized <laughs> at all. And the thing is, it's almost in, I find it interesting because, like, is it that because we are a nation who basically participates so deep into in tourism that we kind of exposed mm-hmm. to a lot of different cultures, but also to feel like we are so interested in a lot of different cultures? You know what I mean? Like, one time I went to when I, in the same Tampa trip when I went. Um, the my my girlfriend at the time she had uh like a kind of adopted family vibe like this lady from mm-hmm. her church basically kind of took her in and you know treated her like a, a daughter or whatnot and when i went there you know what, what question they asked me so weird they were like so you live in St. Kitts, right yes is that part of jamaica no it's not part of jamaica so that's the first thing. It's an island. It's an yeah. island chain in the Leeward Islands. And they were like, could you show us? So like, <laughs> they pull up this thing on a tablet and I'm like, yeah, it's it's here, see? And I zoom in to show them like we are saying, and they're like, wow, we didn't even know that there were islands here. I'm like, what? Oh didn't know. They were so, you know, the next question was like, so do you guys have like running water and... <laughs> Like, these people legit believe, like, that they're the only ones exposed. Like, like they, they were even asking, like, so how do you talk to, to her name is Clarissa, how do you talk to Clarissa? And I'm like, um, via the phone, you know, we use, <laughs> we use text messaging. At the time, we didn't have, beep, we didn't have um, WhatsApp yet. So I think we use text messaging. Oh. Also, you guys have, like, like cell phones? Oh, my goodness. And it's I don't, it's why feel like we're just in the wilderness somewhere a beach. I asked the coconut shell. I got a coconut shell for, for bras and to cover our pads. <laughs> and and it's funny enough, like I asked him a question, I asked him a sarcastic question. I was like, so do you believe that we catch um could you believe that we catch um dolphins to go to school? And you know, the response Rock. to that the response to that is supposed to be, oh come on, Stephen, you know. You know, just stop yeah. that. That's ridiculous, right? No, it was, you do what? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you do what? You, wow. So how do you train the dolphin? No, I, I just, that was a joke. That was I a joke. To, no, I would have just ended the conversation because that's crazy. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> do you catch, so we, you know, we catch dolphins to school? Dolphins, wow, how do you get... <laughs> That's not the response, bro. That's not the response. That's not this. That's like me feeling. That's like me feeling like Russians does 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 grab onto bears like horses and and ride them around, like. 
Yeah, one of my friends, she's from um, the Virgin Islands, the mm. USBI, and she's she's in um Tennessee right now. And she said she went to do her hair. And the strange thing is, it was a black lady asking her these questions. And the lady was like, oh, you're from the island. So do you guys have cars? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> She's like, what? So she, she gets annoyed easily, right? So she did try to hold her tongue. And she's like, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you guys have buses? How do you get around? Do you, like, catch the boat? Oh, said, my wait, wait. God. Catch the boat, like, on land? She's like, you know, it's a bunch of islands, so... Do you have to go to like one of the other islands? And I did, I listened to her voice note, right? Oh and I did, like, God. this person got to be real stupid because, Bye. how the hell, you're gonna catch a boat? Uh, why would you be catching a boat to go from one part of an island to an next? Like, that makes sense? Inefficient. And you don't have, you don't have cars, you don't have buses. Oh my God. So you could afford a boat, but you can't afford a car. You know, it 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 it's it's an interesting premise, you know, clearly because if you think about it, right? The size of the the size of where they live, because people say they live in the United States most of the time. Like, oh no, I'm from New York, I'm a United States citizen, whatever, right? The size of the state is is so large in comparison to a lot of these places <clears throat> that I feel like the people's mentality is that once you are smaller than I am, you're not as important as I am. Like as mm, if landmass yeah. plays a a, a part in how developed you are. Because yeah. I would argue that <clears throat> most education systems outside of the U.S. are better than the U.S. At, at, at sensitizing the people to, you know, different cultures and geometry. And so because Americans on a whole, <clears throat> are what I found, have a very narrow sense and perception of what the world is. They don't know where any oh. place is. Yep, so true. You know, you say, oh, oh you know, um, where's Germany on this map? You know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, Germany is up here. This is, you know, the point that maybe down in Africa or some crap, right? Like, they just, they have a very narrow sense of what it is. And even even the European um, sensibility of them, they, they just group all of them into just, that's 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 France, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, everybody is just France and, and the UK. Like, they don't, they're not aware. They're not aware. And therefore, it's like, even though things don't make sense, they can't geographically like assess what these islands look like. Because to them, 66 square... If I tell them somebody, oh, we are 68 square miles, right? They're like, 68 mm -hmm. square miles? So, so do you have to like catch a boat to Nevis to, to get food? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, are you, are, you, are, you, are you joking? No, do you? It's serious, you know? They're serious, bad. <laughs> serious, bad. It's like, oh, so you have to, like, catch a boat to go to Jamaica to go to school? Catch a oh, boat man. to go to Jamaica? Do you know where Jamaica is? It's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it is It is absolutely it's... hilarious. It's hilarious. But, like, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of your experience, and clearly this is where I want to get into it, right? In terms of your experience, mm -hmm. like, how is it, like... Because you're from, you know, the Caribbean, um, you know, you're a beautiful Caribbean woman. Like, going away and being in Taiwan, like, how is dating or how is the dating pool, you know, in Taiwan? Because I'm, I'm guessing that you're not just exposed to your own people from the Caribbean, but you're exposed to Taiwanese and so on. And you speak fluent Taiwanese, in my opinion, because you don't just code switch, like, on a dime. 
But like, how is that experience yeah. been for you? Um, well, as you mentioned, you know, there's the Caribbean community there. Uh, but huh, from my perspective, it's a very small um, community. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really seen anything that jumps out at me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, there is a, a, a strong Latin American community Ooh. here as well. Because there's also some diplomatic um, allies of Taiwan, like Honduras and um, but Belize and um, Panama, etc. Right. So like, there's those people, mm-hmm. and then um, there's the African contingent here. So like, a lot of Nigerians and people from like Swaziland and wow. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's enough for me. Oh no! <laughs> um, Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask the question why, why is it why is it enough for you why, why wouldn't you date Nigerians people from Swaziland people from um, the African continent okay so um, no offense to anybody but my, my preference I've been on a date with one of them like, and a full fledged Nigerian mm-hmm. guy like we went to dinner and um, just you know lounging around and stuff like that and I don't know. It's it's just this pressure of um, wanting, well, he wanting to make me his after like meeting me for the first time ever. Claim. He's like, oh, so happy to have you on my arms. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, we should be together. Uh, he telling me about his whole family and what? you know everything was very intelligent he's a phd candidate and you know he carries himself well mm-hmm. and uh, all of that you know but um <laughs> i don't know i don't like the accent you know just what <laughs> the accent that just um kind of rubbed me the wrong way it just sounds very it's so hard for me to explain but it's like when they speak i just get this ear of like they want to control me. Um, it just whole and the things that you were saying weren't controlling, but it's mm-hmm. just like the tone of voice, you know. Uh, it's just not my preference when it comes to that. Um, Kelia, but then so, you need to be hmm? mine. You are mine. This is what this is. <laughs> we cannot make anything else what it is not. Very abrasive. That's the word. I I, I find it's not it's not sexy to me. You know, it's not mm. like. It's not like the, the voice is not deep or anything, but it, mm. it just sounds very, oh, this is a strong word, but like kind of barbaric, you know, and abrasive. Oh, no, um, Kalea, you've swallowed the, the pill of, of, of Caucasian America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The thing is, I, I, I've always, and, and this is, of this. I'm not, you have your preference and I, I will respect your preference. I think sometimes what happens is we kind of sum up like a whole nation of people, you know, based on a few things. Like, and and I, I think it could be a little unfair. Like, I have similar feelings. Like, I'm I'm not necessarily interested <clears throat> in the the Nigerian um, persuasion, but I've had bad experience, and I think it's unfair for me too to like kind of sum up my bad experiences 
and like a whole nation of people. But I've had a few bad experiences with um, Nigerian females and males, um, and not dating the males, but you know, just bad experiences. Um, <clears throat> and I think it just kind of chokes up to a difference in culture because they, how they have structured their society um, and how they structured their roles is just different to how I appreciate roles being structured over here. Like their relationships are not uh, liberal. Like they are hard things that the man has to do and they are hard things that the woman has to do. And those, those cultural associations, no matter how rich or poor you are, they kind of maintain, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no matter how successful you are as a woman, you kind of still have to maintain the home for the family. You know what I mean? No matter how, right. like, even if you're a doctor, like, you, you just got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and maybe that gives structure that we kind of lost in the West. Maybe, maybe it's a little sovereignistic to me, it's a little misogynistic. But again, back to the point. <clears throat> I don't think it's kind of fair to sum up all of them. Because I've met some really nice yeah. Nigerians. Oh no, no, no! I'm not trying to sum up all in, but my 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 um recollection was just based on my experience. Correct, you know, correct. Mm -hmm. the particular guy, I, I felt he was just very forceful, um, or mm. very um forward wow. for meeting somebody for the first time. Aggressive. You Your know? mind, um, clearly. Your mind. I stake you. Uh, yeah, like, and he's telling me that he wants to be my man and I should be his woman and, you know, if I if I want somebody who is going to lie to me and not be upfront, I'm like, no, I don't want somebody who's going to lie to me. But at the same time, you're not going to pressure me by using reverse psychology to make me do something that I'm not comfortable doing, sure. you know? So that really rubbed me the wrong way. Um yeah because I'm not accustomed to that. And so perhaps, like you were saying, you know, in their culture, that is the, the custom, you know, mm -hmm. a woman would just uh, be like, okay, I, I like you and me, and okay, you want me to be your woman, okay. But it don't work like that with us. <laughs> um, like Caribbean women as well, like, mm -hmm. we're different. We're like, we're very, very different. Right. We have a lot of similar I find, but still, we're not so submissive. You know, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so yeah, th 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 there's that. Um, and then in terms of like going back to the initial question that you asked, mm -hmm. then there is uh, the locals, of course, you know, the Taiwanese guys. And there are other um, Asian persons that are here. Like there are a lot of Indonesians here, Filipinos mm -hmm. um, um, and um, Vietnamese people here as well. So... Like, I see those people in school every day. If I see a black person, mm -hmm. it's typically um, uh, an African. Mm -hmm. And maybe other people every day, I would see, like, two Africans. Everybody oh. else is Asians, you know? Wow. Um, <clears throat> there are, in my opinion, you know, there are some very, very handsome Asian guys. Uh, but for the majority of guys that I've met and spoken to, they are very shy, mm. you know? Um, guys are very shy, especially when it comes, I, I find, like, Western women or black women, or even if it's a white person, Hispanic person, mm -hmm. just, but especially Taiwanese guys, they're very shy, <laughs> you know? So, like, they typically approach you um, just like that, mm. like the way I find 
black man would approach me. Um, so the fact that no, I don't have a preference in Asian because I love my black men. Boom, I, boom. I, I, <laughs> I I don't have a preference there. I'm open to it um, because I, I'm I'm just open to meeting people, human beings in general. I just mm. vibe with people. Um, but in terms of like yeah, like a man, you know, mm. like, that's my man. And you look at somebody and be like, shit, you know, mm-hmm. um, like they don't do it for me. <laughs> wow. But the reverse is true. I find for males from the Caribbean and the female um, Asians because they're like, oh, black dick. Okay, time to throw myself on that, you know. Wow. And the guys come from the Caribbean and they're happy for that, of course. Because I mean, it's a woman, and a lot of them, like a lot of these Asian women, like they look very, very pretty, you know, especially like the the um, Filipinos and some of the Aboriginal Taiwanese, like they're gorgeous, and like some of them have bodies too, you know. Um, it's not like mm. these six figures who think that is uh, the custom over here, like. I've seen some Asians like with some thick bodies like us and Wow. Yeah. Over on the West we may have this stereotype that, you know, Asians just flat straight like us. Um but like a a young teenage boy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean that that's still the case in a lot of cases, you know, but Uh sometimes you would see some women, you know, they they look really nice and they're shapely like that. Mm -hmm. Um and then the thing is, when the Caribbean guys come over here, when they, they take advantage of that, they, of course, you know, is vagina, so why not? You know, Free vagina! Why not? <laughs> um, and and they have the, the privilege, I think, of the fact that, you know, the women are attractive, not mm-hmm. just because it's put whatever, but, you know, they actually look attractive. Um, but when it comes to... Um, Reverse. The reverse, like females and the males over here, um, no, and you know we like we we are accustomed to a certain um piece of meat. Oh know? wow, <laughs> wow! <know>. Here we go. <laughs> this is it. Here we come over here. It's just like what, 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 what? Oh no! But based on um recollections from a few women you know they told me that <laughs> yeah it's very un um impressive and wow. i was like well you know i guess that's why a whole bunch of us out here be nuns <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that should be the name of this episode love, okay? a certain type um, of meat um, yes. But is it is it is it to that is it to that maybe it, I mean and this is a question I asked in openly not that I have an opinion of it but is it that mm. the men over there like <clears throat> our Caribbean brothers right is it that they find mm-hmm. the Asian women more submissive or is it am I am I reading it wrong is how how do they find their personalities and and their roles in the relationship is it different to a Caribbean woman like how does it differ. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
Uh, if based on what I've heard men say, uh, some of them mentioned that, you know, the Asian women are more submissive mm. than the Caribbean women. The Caribbean women would be like, why? Why are you doing this? How are you supposed? You know, that kind of way, like we question things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you know, the, if the man perhaps, and I'm not trying to allude to the fact that um, Caribbean men are just men in general would boss or control Asian women. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> because their culture on a whole is so much of um, like not just submission, but reverence and humility mm-hmm. and obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that that translates not just to like their religious practices, but the way in which um, and discipline, mm, discipline <laughs> the way yeah. in which they, yeah, the way in which they just go about daily life. You know, certain things that you would see us do back home, like little and all of that. Yeah, not so much not here. In here. Oh wow. You know, yeah, and then um, perfect example in terms of the discipline thing was with this whole corona when we had um, an outbreak, a local outbreak last year. And Taipei is like a city like New York. It never sleeps, basically. Mm. And when that um, outbreak occurred, the government officials didn't even need to tell the locals, okay, stay at home. The train stations were empty. The buses were empty. It literally looked like a ghost town. And wow. that was like so weird. You know, like they, they publish articles on how strange Taipei looked because like literally nobody was there because it's, I guess, conditioning the people's mind that, okay, this is something serious. So let mm-hmm. us help situation and just stay home. No, back home, no. People had to be, stay home. You uh, know? Else. Like, I want house you have to police the streets to stop people from leaving the house yeah so like there's that difference i think it now translates also into um the way that they court one another Mm. um and how the women sort of you know be reverent i guess to to the men um and because no i i would say Caribbean men have a little bit more grit than the local men here. Mm. Perhaps, um, this is just my assumption, I stand to be corrected, but perhaps, you know, the local ladies here, you know, they would feel a little bit more um, submissive Mm. and Mm. less questionable. And then the guys would in turn like that because, you know, Less, less in conflict. Here, in his mind, is not, oh, she nagging me or she yeah. begging me. I don't have, that's a difference when it comes to that and like a, a Caribbean woman. Mm-hmm. Caribbean woman now be asking me why this, why that and, you know, the whole nine yards. Correct, so, correct. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think that's a, that has been a problem. Well, not a problem, but that has been a, a issue, a core issue for a while, especially when inter, when it comes to interracial um, dating and marriages and stuff like that. Even when it comes from black mm-hmm. men to white women. Um, one time mm-hmm. I read this article and they were talking about why black men gravitate to white women, especially when they're, 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 um, they're successful, right? And, mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> the article went on to mention a couple of things. Some of them sound very, you know, a, a little questionable, but one of the points that I took from it is that when you are married to a white woman, you're exposed to a different sort of environment. And when I say a different environment, you're exposed to people who could possibly help you with your career. 
Like you could imagine mm-hmm. that you're dating this white woman and her father is friends with, you know, I'm going to use his name, but really don't mean like if he is friends with Donald Trump, you know what I mean? And Donald Trump is not yeah. the president. So whatever you are doing as a black man, you could do a lot more because you have access to those resources and those people who could actually help you with yeah. your career. So that's one thing. But the other mm-hmm. thing is that white women, um, especially traditional white women, they are also more submissive to their husbands. You know, they're not, Husband. they're not, they're not cantankerous. They're not, they're not, they're not, you know, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not going to raise up against their husbands particularly. So, you know, the man could kind of be the head of the home. Now I said this to say, to say one other counterpoint, black women have had to fight, especially in, 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 in our country and in our region, black women have had to fight for a very long time. You check what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, the white, the white race and the, the Caucasian race, usually, and, and I say usually, they have family structures that, structures that are very rigid. You get married, you get children, you have a family, you stay with the family and you move. That's, that's, it's, that's their culture. It's rigid, right? But in the Caribbean mm-hmm. now, when we, you know, we came over here, we were forced over here, and we were forced into a different sort of culture, which we were forced into a culture of, you know, you have to have sex with your mother, and then you're going to go over here and you're going to have sex with this random woman. You know what I mean? And you're breeding and breeding, and there's no family structure. It's, it's, it's broken, right? So mm-hmm. even, yeah. so from slave times to now, we still have that kind of, it's still a mentality that we need to kind of get out of. We still have men that are incredibly promiscuous and openly so and accepted. I'm not saying white men are not yeah. are not promiscuous because they are, but they're not they're not promiscuous and open with it. You know what I mean? They go to the mm-hmm. secret clubs and they go in the back rooms and they do what they got to do. Black men know taking the car and packing up outside the second woman house. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like you, you go in St. Paul's. Yeah. At two o'clock in the morning, you pack up by your woman, your, your second woman house. You got sex to do what you need to do, and then you leave at eight o'clock in the morning. Everybody don't see you. You yeah, exactly. So your wife gonna know. You know what I mean? It's not that she gonna just wonder. She gonna just know. So then that alienates mm-hmm. the family even more. So and and it could get even worse if you're not married. You have to raise these children on your own. So you kind of have to be the aggressor even if you don't really want to be. Like, you have to be the manly force because there's no manly force. You know what I mean? And Children, the thing is, good. you got you to gotta overcompensate as a woman Correct. for so many things. And as you mentioned, the structure just is non-existent, you know, mm-hmm. in, in most cases. So we aren't taught what it means to be submissive. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to be able to um, define what submissive is. It doesn't mean, because I think a lot of women, um, especially those that profess to be feminists and that kind of thing, um, they feel as if it is a, a lack thereof or um, being the underdog or mm-hmm. being something like that. Or being weak. Um, and yeah, being weak. And it could be further from the truth, you know. So I think first and foremost, like, people have to understand what the term submissive means in that context. And then, um, like I was saying, we, we, we aren't taught to do mm-hmm. that. I, I could speak for myself. Like, I didn't have um, a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. I was raised 
three strong independent women and I was raised to be independent as well. And then going into my adult years, I had to, you know, reflect and say, okay, certain things are working in terms of the way that I relate to a man in a relationship and certain things are not. Mm. Um, I can't be a man and a woman. It's just not going to work, you know? So I have to know what my role is as a woman in a relationship. And I also have to know what the role of the man is and to know that that's his role. And I should be trained to um, partake in his role, you know? And a lot of these things we, we learn as we go. Um, <laughs> some of us aren't fortunate to see it play out in in our childhood, um, which would be the most ideal. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like if 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 you don't really try to um learn from your mistakes and see what it is works, whatever dynamic works for you and whoever you're with then it's just going to be, like, to your detriment because you're going to just be repeating the same mistakes over and over again, you know? Correct. And also, I think, like, yeah. I mean, to, to, to kind of piggyback on that, you're not just trying to correct your mistakes, but, like, there's so much generational um, misinformation, Correct. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and and people people believe some of this stuff strongly. Like, like I, I've, I've spoken to guys who strongly believe that housework is a woman thing, like... I mean, doing mm-hmm. that, like, you know, you, you, you're strong enough to take on the world, but you're not strong enough to wash your woman's clothes. Like, that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird to me. Like, especially seeing that the family dynamic has changed. You're not dealing with a woman who is waiting for you to come home with money. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a woman who goes out to work. And some and women have the propensity right now, especially in most, in, in most um, educational fields or scholarly fields, they tend to excel more at that. So they're going to have more degrees than, you know, more women will have more degrees than men. Like, that's just the general gist of it. Women are also mm-hmm. easier, they, they adapt easier to certain um, pre-existing conditions. So, for example, a man is going to say, well, you know, this school thing is shit. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Me not do it. Nobody going to make me do nothing. You know what I mean? Men are, are usually yeah. a, a less agreeable. But a woman is going to be like, well, you know, I got to do it because I want to get this degree, so... I'm going to suck it up and do what I need to do. You, you, right. you know what I mean? And and that means at the end, at the other side of it, you know, she's going to have the doctorate. She's more or less going to have, you know, the master's degree and all of that. And the man is going to be like, but I went, oh, what? Because I want to make money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And either way, I don't, I'm not saying there's anything particularly wrong with that, but you have to understand that if that's going to be the case, then the dynamic is going to have to shift and you're going to have to shift mm-hmm. with that dynamic in order for it to work. Like, you can't be out here thinking mm-hmm. that your woman is going to be, um, I may mean submissive. Submissive is not the word. You can't be out here and think that your woman is going to forego a good it's business great. opportunity to make you feel better about being the breadwinner. That's probably not going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? And that shouldn't, especially in this, in this day and age, it's not going to happen. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue to feel like less of a man because your woman makes more money than you? Are you going to just take on the role that's necessary for the relationship to continue? If you have to take care of the children most of the times, well, guess what? You got to take care of the children most of the times. Your ego mm-hmm. is not a foundationally necessary thing for this relationship to work. Whether you feel mm-hmm. like, you feeling like a man in the traditional sense might be the, the, the antithesis to your relationship being a productive one. 
You might, mm-hmm. might got to take a little bite and go learn to cook. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Oh my goodness, you're so correct. And it's like um, every like the paradigm has shifted so much because back in the day when our grandparents put each other, the the lady needed um you know that security, correct. whether it be financially or uh, with prestige, social strata, these kind of things, um, in order to have a more comfortable life. Um, but now women out here, they're having their own assets. Like you said, they're going to school or even if they're not, you know, doing the academia thing, they have their business Correct. and making their money. Correct. And, you know, they're not necessarily waiting on a man to say, oh, I need him to marry me so that, so that I can do, so that I can do this and do True. that, you know? Um, and... I am not sure if mm. that fact emasculates some men, um, makes does. them feel, uh, well, she don't need me because she basically doing everything um, that I would provide for her. Mm. But then it comes now, as I would ask this question to a man, do you think that the only provision for a woman is financially? Uh, with material things? Ah. Um, yes, you provide a home, you provide the funds for, you know, all the necessities. So that's it in, in, in your mind. Um, what about emotional provision? Oh, bye. About support? Um, you know, what about friendship? All of those are provisions, I feel, um, that should be in a, a productive relationship. Um, and how are you going to provide those things if you cannot or would not or refuse to um, let go of pride and ego. Correct. You know what I mean? Because wow. those two things are like just contrasting. Mm. Like they're on total um, opposite ends of the spectrum. And you can't say you you are one and then another one at the same time is just not going to work. Um, so I think that is one thing that men have to look at. True. On the other hand, women know, because you know I'm very unbiased um we as women we also have to take into consideration um what we ask of um these men um and knowing is he capable of doing this for me am i asking i I don't want to say too much because i don't want to allude to um a woman having to settle you know, but we all have to be realistic human beings here. Mm-hmm, <laughs> if we just like, saying it without sugarcoating it, you know what I mean? True. Um, and the, the, the thing about it is, I feel like some women on the other end of the spectrum, they take advantage of a good man. Mm-hmm. A man who wants to be there, not just financially, but does those other things like send you flowers or send you a nice text in the afternoon and say, hi, baby, I'm just thinking about you. And then a woman would know, emasculate that man and say, but where are you going now with? Like, they want all of that, dear. Mm. And then, you know, wonder why this man would want to put a wall up or, you know, become a little bit more timid when he's dealing with you. And timid is just even not the best word, but you, you get where I'm coming from. I do, and, I do. Yeah, and and then we wonder, like, okay, well, what really going on? So it's just like a very toxic cycle. Um, I feel, uh, and there is like 
one extreme and another and then somewhere in the middle we're trying to sort it out like trying to figure out where can i get this good medium this balance to exist you know <laughs> it's 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 so, I, I man you you just hit so much things out the park right um i don't even know where to start i'll start with this <laughs> the other day the other day um i was watching i think it's abba and preacher one of those shows um and there was this interesting story where this this teenage girl she's 18 years old and she's dating a 19 year old boy um uh-huh. i'll say man cuz i guess he's over 18 so the two of them are dating and she's saying that she feels like she's settling because what she needs is she needs trips she needs she feels like she he's not doing he's not pulling his weight financially um she feels like you know you know when when special occasions come like the gifts are very um uh, she, I, I don't want to say nonchalant. The, the gifts are very underwhelming <clears throat> right mm-hmm. and i don't think it's Adam Peach it's some show and the person responds how much money do you think this person would have access to at the age of 19 you are 18 years old <laughs> like how much what and that's i think what the comment the commentary was is that a lot of the times i think a lot of the training that we are giving people they are not only just unrealistic but i think mm-hmm. they put so much weight on the instagram life and the the the, the promotion oh. life that they don't put any weight on the actual things that matter i don't care how much trips you go on if your relationship is miserable your relationship is still going to be miserable yeah. because you're not mm-hmm. going to spend most of your time in dubai on a yacht <laughs> you're going to spend most of your time if you especially if you're married you're going to spend most of your time in the presence of this human being that if even if they if they are shit person and they take you to dubai guess what when you come back they still a shit even in dubai they still a shit person there's no way mm-hmm. you you're not you're not putting the the emphasis on where the emphasis is necessary and this goes not just for women because i think um in the feminist agenda it it kind of is it kind of has a lot of weight to that but it's not just for women it's for mm-hmm. men as well this woman this woman could be attractive as hell but at the end of the day when you're done have your sex and you're done please and you satiated and so you still have to deal with this person after the fact that when your penis is outside of the vagina is exactly. if this person is if this person again just like shit man if this person is a shit woman no matter how much vagina she gives you at the mm-hmm. end of the day you're still going to be with a shit woman shit man <laughs> facts And you know sure. it's it's so funny we 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 put these plasters like we have broken arms and we're putting plasters on them plasters mm-hmm. not even not even a cast we're putting plasters on these things it's ridiculous you're telling me you have all of these like some men and women that have like men don't really have as long a list but some women have lists that are 40 items a checklist for a man that is 40 items long 25 <laughs> it, 50 pages He needs to be oh all of these things and he check out all these who uh, you need to go and create an android you do not need a human being you need to go in a lab you need to biologically oh, and electronically engineer this human this 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 android because no human is going to touch those bases and then the, i think the most pervasive and 
terrible thing is that they, they would equate it to, if I don't get all these things, then I'm settling. No, boo-boo, you're not going to get all those things. You're not going to get 40 different... What attribute system are you looking at here? I mean, yeah, in all of these things that you're ticking off, are you even concerned if this person is, is like a nice person or a good person? Because a lot of the attributes are so surface. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Like, the, the more, I think, important question is, all of those things that you have on your list for someone else, are you those things? No! Do you bring those to the table? You know? No! Someone Most of the time, it's no. Most of the time, <laughs> the answer exactly. is no. Clearly, and the simple, the simple reason the answer is no, because people are making these lists out of luck. I want somebody who makes $500,000 a year, US, a year, mm -hmm. right? Do you make $500,000? No, you don't. No, you do not. You don't even make half, a quarter, tenth. Like, you don't, right? And which is fine. There's nothing wrong with making less money, you know, uh, uh, an average paycheck. People have this thing, as, oh, well, you know, you know, we I got to be rich. No, you don't. And more likely than not, most of us will not be rich. If most of us were rich, then guess what? The, the, the benchmark for rich would move. Because if everybody has a million dollars, then nobody is rich. Mm -hmm. It's only the difference, the relative difference is what, make, is what, is what makes it special. <laughs> Yeah. But you want a man who don't make a lot of money. And, and, and me and my friends are talking about something. A man who don't make a lot of money will have sex with you. For real, most likely. But more likely than not, a man who don't make a lot of money is interested in his off-season when his penis isn't had. He's looking for a way to make more money. Are you going to money. be an avenue to make more money for him? Are you mm. going to be an avenue for his business to grow? Do you have any um, marketable skills that would assist him? Or assist both of you in making a higher net cap income? Like, they're like, thinking that. They're thinking that. And they're thinking, they, and, and I hear women saying, I am the prize. No, you are not. You are not the prize. Ah! Your vagina is not irreplaceable. There are billions of women in the world with vagina. You want to tell you think that your vagina is so very special that you, the man cannot find a replacement for you? That is ridiculous. And, you know, the mentality in saying it is a little different because we have a shallower pool of people. But you go to New York and you don't, you don't care. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you know, he had good penis. Okay, well, you know, I'll just find the next man with good penis. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it blows my mind that, like, this, this self-importance. Hmm? Yeah. I think it just has a lot to do with perspective. Correct, it does. And some of the things that, it, people, some people just add more intense in their ways. Correct, like yeah. this is how it and to hell with whatever you say, however you think. This is how I'm going to go about living my life. But the question but is, is it working? Exactly. I just about to say, <laughs> you can't have that kind of mentality and then expect some. How how is that going to work if you're not being flexible with the person who you say you want things from? And uh, it, it, it just, I don't think, like, the, the, the atmosphere set up like that. It's not. <laughs> and you know what's funny, too? Women, I've seen it lately. Women, women are like, um, first of all, men are not attracted. Most men are not really attracted to money. When, when I say money, they're not attracted to a female with 
like a high career value. And, and, and I'll tell you why. And it sounds bad, but I'll tell you why. Or at least that's not the general driver for attraction for them. Because most, mm-hmm. most men and most men that I've met, right, they're very much interested in being both the provider and the protector. Like, it's kind of inbuilt in them, right? Mm-hmm. So finding a woman, a woman that has resources is not in and of itself the most attractive thing. Don't get me wrong, there are outliers and I feel like the, the culture is kind of shifting a little bit where some men just kind of go after the cougars and the older women so they could have a financial, um, a better financial future. And they don't mind being mm-hmm. the, the person who don't make the, you know, less money or whatnot. Or being the sugar, the, they, don't call them, they don't call them sugar babies, but it's sugar baby. They don't mind being the sugar yeah. baby. But that's, that's, those are, out, those, are, those are very much outlier people. I, I don't find that to be the status quo, right? So what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. a woman going after her own thing, I understand, I think it's fine, it's great. But then when a woman is going to say like, you know, I have a great job, I, have, I make a lot of money, that's not what is attracting him to you. Because you mm-hmm. could have a lot of money, but because of how you don't make the man feel. Feel right. He ain't gonna wanna be around you at all. Like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be making a lot of money and be like, well, I ain't making a lot of money, so deal. I win this argument <clears throat> because I don't make a lot of money. Or I don't make a lot of money, get up my house. Or I don't make a lot of money, da ba ba. Like if you're gonna be badging him over the head all the time with that, no man is going to want to stay with you. Like, no man right. is going to want to deal with it. And I don't think a woman is going to want to deal with that either. Like, no woman going to want to hear a man talking about, you know, I don't make the most money in here. Like, it, it never comes off good from any sex. It feels, yeah. it feels like you're demoting my contribution because you mm-hmm. feel that your money is the only contribution or the only contribution that has value. And that's not fair. Right, the only thing of value. And I... I mean, of course, this world doesn't go around without money. So I'm not trying to diminish the value of, you know, finances by any means. But it just always baffles me why we equate just value in totality to the value of money alone. And I, I'm, I'm, (laughs) so I'm just lost for words. Like when it comes to a woman. Woman, um, emasculating a man if she is, you know, one the person who has the higher paying job or whatever. Uh, I'm like, okay, sweetie, um, how how this supposed to make your man feel like a man? And I think there's a line, um, as to some it may be fine and to some it may be a thick line, but there's still a line between um supporting, uplifting, encouraging your man, um and not having him feel like okay he he's just prideful and egotistic mm-hmm. you know like you're not um in, in encouraging and engaging that True. but you're 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 making sure that you don't emasculate him for instance um like we we on the money talk so perhaps you know husband and wife and maybe the husband lost his job mm-hmm. and the the price difference or the, the salary difference wasn't that big when two of them were employed but no the lady is the, the breadwinner and of course I could see how that would make a man feel less than or inadequate because the uh, dynamic but, changed <laughs> right you know but as a woman no you, you have to ask yourself because maybe this is something that you've never been through before with this person mm. um, so you have to start asking yourself okay is my spouse vulnerable enough 
to speak to me about these things, his feelings. Mm. Am I vulnerable enough to speak to him about these feelings and not bring him down emotionally? Not um, weighing on him. Oh, yeah, send out an application yet. Well, you you just here all day, ain't doing nothing, and I'm going out and I'm walking. And, you mm. know, like, why would you do that? Yeah. You're making <laughs> um, the situation worse. Why are you making it worse? I mean, given if the person is really, you know, working hard, because then you don't want it to be a situation where, you know, they're just being a bum and they just don't give a shit. No, that's a different um, issue altogether. But if the man is really trying his best and, you know, you could see, why wouldn't you say, okay, honey, I saw these ads in, in whatever and I'm bringing them home to you. I mean, you know, take a look at them whenever you're, you, you're ready and then we could talk about it. Or you mentioned that you had this this idea, this plan. Let's talk about that. How can we move forward with that? What ideas do you have? And then, you know, as a woman, I would allow him to tell me because I don't want it to seem like I'm influencing his thoughts or um, trying to, to, like, dictate or project what I want on him, you know. But I, I will open the, the line of communication so that, you know, he feels comfortable that I'm here, I'm, I'm wanting to support him um, in the best way that I know how to. And that is where I think the back and forth or the push and pull comes where if I'm doing something that he seems is is forceful and, you know, I will reevaluate and say, okay, well, I could see where you're coming from or I would just disagree. We would just have to agree to disagree. And I said, but no, you know, I'm not seeing any progress. But mm. these are conversations. They are conversations to have Correct. you know like you you can't just um put a plaster like you were saying on it and then feel everything is it's just fine. going to you know get better Correct. you know what i mean but there's also there's also this too because i think in our society and maybe it's just our maybe it's our culture maybe it's the western world in general men are not mm. allowed to be depressed men men are not allowed yeah. to be guided by feelings men are not allowed mm. to be guided by or to have mental illness or to have lapses, you know, in, in emotional um in, in, in emotional strength. Like men are always kind of the pressure is always there for a man to live up to a certain and always be at his yeah. best. Like a man can't say, Oh bye, you know what, today I've been having a really bad day. I go to your boss and say bye. Today I really feel out of it. And I don't know if I could do this. That's not what you think about go back in the field. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like nobody care about that. So like the, the the situation that you just this that you just um pronounce is is interesting to me because if a man lost his job, your job as a man is as a man your job is tied to your identity in our culture. Your job is also tied to your worth. It's tied to so much things. You 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 your societal um position is tied to what you just mm -hmm. do as a job, which I feel is very it, that's not a stable thing. Because if you're tied up to that job and you lose that job, then you kind of lose yourself. Identity, yeah. You lose your identity and you lose even your self-worth. And once you lose your self-worth, it's a spiral. So if that man yeah. loses his job, even though he might be trying, or even in his mind, he might be conflicted. He's like, but I'm a failure now. You know, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to see a man like losing his job and don't have no option. And he's just like, happy-go-lucky, yeah, this is the greatest thing to happen in the world. A man could be really, mm. like, depression could set in easily, especially if he don't have the support system or he's not, he don't have the tools. Because you can have the support system and not the tools. Like, you could 
have a woman that's willing to engage you and willing to be there for you and be empathetic and, you know what I mean? And, and listen to your vent and also offer good advice and so You could have all of that, which means she has the tools. But as a man, you also need the tools to express exactly what's happening in your mind, express mm -hmm. exactly how you feel, express. You need to express these things because if you can, if you don't have those tools, no matter how much help you have around you, you might not be able to utilize them adequately for them to be of your benefit. Right. And you could be dealing right. saltering in depression. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I'm not going to call any names, but I remember there was this one guy during the pandemic. He lost his job and whatnot. And mm -hmm. he had a, a, a vehicle. So what he used to do every day, right, is go out and just sit down in his car all day. All day. Why? Because at least he feels like if he goes out, like at least it looks like to his wife and family and his neighborhood that he still has mm -hmm. a job. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, even though with his skill set, he, he couldn't, he didn't, he didn't have access to a job. It's COVID, you know, people weren't hiring and stuff like that. But he was going out every day anyway. And she said most of the time he's looking for a job here, but most of the time he just seen on any car. He wouldn't eat because he don't feel like he deserved to eat. That is depression. Like that is a, that is you need you need therapy, like you need help. That's not not that's yeah. not we shouldn't we shouldn't underestimate the power that this thing would have over the male. And that's one thing mm -hmm. that we we as a society would have failed to do. We don't catch these boys. We don't teach them the tools they need, the emotional tools for them to survive in a world that is definitely going to hit them very, very hard. Yeah, because as 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 a boy, you guys are taught, oh, boys don't cry. No, boys have no. to be tough. Boys have to be like this. You know, boys don't show emotion. Otherwise, you're going to look like a punk. You know? Yeah, you're going to look like a punk. And... When it comes to a girl now, it's like, okay, well, it's okay for us to break down. It's, it's okay for us to be emotional. Um, and then we being emotional is now even tagged something annoying bad. Yeah. or bad. Oh, she's so emotional. She's so dramatic. And, uh, but we just have to find a healthy balance. And as a woman, like anybody listening to this, the, all the men, I want to tell you, it is okay. It is absolutely okay. It's healthy to be emotional, you know, and, and have um, a healthy manner of releasing your, your feelings um, because there are also unhealthy ones, uh, ways, which we don't want to go down that road. But, you know, it, 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 it's necessary. If, if you need to speak to somebody, a therapist, a counselor, a friend, if you need to cry, cry. Correct. Like all of us are human beings, so all of us have feelings. It doesn't matter if you have a penis or a vagina. Like we all have feelings and we all have to process whatever we're going through um, in the best way possible based on the circumstances at that point in time or the tools, as you were mentioning, that we may have or may not have, you know. And and for every individual, that journey is so dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, me and you may be going to the, ex the same exact thing or I'm exposed to the same circumstances, but the way in which you look at it is, is different to my outlook. And as, right. uh, as, a, uh, as a result, you know, I may be a little bit more successful in the way 
um, or, or you may be more successful in the way that you deal with it and you mm-hmm. recover whether faster or more efficiently than I do. You know what I mean? So, like, we need to done away with this um, notion that men or boys don't need to be emotional. It's yeah, nonsense. It's stupid. It, it, um, and as a man, I, I think for the most part, you guys um, are those who feel this way. Feel like that in terms of prideful and, you know, I want to be no punk. Number one, because that is what you... That is what has been engraved in your gray matter from since God. Exactly. Um, and then it is, um, you know, coincided with the female counterparts in your life who would now say, well, where you're going our way that mm-hmm. you know a man supposed to now, we were taught as well in conjunction that this is how a man's supposed to be. This is his role and this is your role. So if we see the opposite, of course, we would have some sort of objection. But we have to realize that that objection is wrong. Exactly. You know, like it's not healthy for anybody because then who do we deal with? I mean, whether you are um, homo, heterosexual, whatever, you deal with human beings and it's just going to be... Um, a, a toxic cycle. If you are not doing what it takes to make yourself a better person, hurt people, hurt people. You know, Correct. and it's just gonna go in around and around and around. And but also like, to... coming back. To... Go ahead. Yeah, go. Ahead. No, go ahead. It's okay. Finish it. The point. The point. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying like also the, like, just coming back to what I was saying like for the guys, please like don't don't feel immaculate don't feel inadequate or less of a man just because um, you know your woman may be asking you to be I think once we are discerning and we utilize wisdom we can have um, a good idea as to who to be vulnerable with and Correct. you know as time goes on you get more comfortable and you just let down your walls accordingly um, and it, I mean, it's freeing. Once you find that person that you trust, um, I mean, it's, it's going to be more than one person because more than likely you'll be in more than one relationship. But mm. um, once you find those people, and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a friend, you Correct. know, a family member. Um, you find that person who you can trust and who can trust you. And, you know, that there's that um, safe space, you know, where you know could ask for advice and give advice and it's just like a mutual um, beneficial relationship you know what i mean exactly and you know to piggyback on a few things one that making women feel safe um um statement is 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 true because i feel one of the biggest balls that we've dropped and not i mean i don't mean in a in a in a progressive um mature way like, you know, it's a, a, a child's balls drop away. Not, that's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. What I mean is we drop the ball a lot because what we promote um, to be manly is the antithesis of making a woman feel safe. And, and let, me, let, me, mm-hmm. let me divulge a little bit. What I mean to say when I say that is that having a lot of women are uh, being like a player or being somebody who is, um, you know, wanted or chased after or fought, fought over by women or whatever the case is, or just having a lot of sexual partners and so is seen as manly. Mm-hmm. When that's mm-hmm. the opposite of making any woman, any one woman feel safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being super aggressive or being um, 
overly, you know, you know, I'm just being asinine, and I don't want to say aggressive, just being asinine and abusive is seen as a male trait, right? That promotes like manliness. Like you're just strong, like nobody could take. But those things don't make a woman a woman feel safe. And that's one of the yeah. things I feel like as a man, like that's one of the basic things. Like it's basic. If your woman doesn't feel safe, like I don't think the relationship is going to last very long. There's a security that okay. women need. <clears throat> There's, and I'm not talking about just financial because we, we spoke about, you, you touched on this earlier and it was, a, it was a damn good point in that we feel like financial security is the end all. And that is, mm-hmm. that is not the end. It's a component, but it's not the end all. And also financial security could be attained together. It doesn't need to be that mm-hmm. one person is making hundreds of millions of dollars and the other person making nothing. In fact, I feel like that's really unbalanced because if you're making hundreds of millions or you're making 100% of the income, then in terms of making the financial decisions, what stake does the person who's making 0% really have? I mean, if you're yeah. nice, if you're nice, you could you could say like, you know, honey, and that's real. It's very real that like any one person, male or female, is going to say, you have access to all of my resources. Like that is, <laughs> that is very real. I, I, in fact, I don't know if I've ever encountered that. People who don't work for themselves, they usually have their own, they have their own finances and they have joint finances. Sometimes they don't even mm. have joint finances, but they have their own finances and they have finances they're willing to give to the, the, the couple, right? If you're making most of mm. the money, then guess what you have? You have more resources that you could allocate to yourself, whereas the other person is dependent on you yeah. mm-hmm. and your shared resources. Mm-hmm. No, all I'm saying is that the finances could be worked on together. It doesn't have to be one-sided. But in terms of, <clears throat> in terms of the security of it, the security of the relationship, can I bank, can I say to the public that this woman or this man is for me and not just ownership I'm talking about like if push come to shove and when push comes to shove this person ain't gonna shove and push me away that they're gonna hold me mm-hmm. close and they're gonna be with me <clears throat> and a lot of the times I feel like <clears throat> a lot of what we promote for both sexes <clears throat> is the antithesis of that safety feeling like you're promoting that you know women um, don't settle for them you know, uh, <clears throat> men, um, she got to be submissive. She got to be this, she got to be that, right? So so what you're asking women to do is to go out and be a man, right? And mm. be as manly as possible. Well, the men are looking for the most womanly woman possible. Like a man, yeah. most men are not after men are manly like, manly like traits. And what do I mean by manly like traits? Like bossing around, what we call the mm. toxic male, bossing people around or... Uh, um, the superiority complex or uh, right. feeling like the other person is inadequate. These are all toxic traits, by the way, but they've been associated with men. And then mm-hmm. women adopt these same traits, these same abuses, and say, well, look, I am going to be the one to call the shots now because I'm fed up of men calling the shots. You're acting exactly like a man and the antithesis of what a man would generally target and look for. That's not what he wants. Most men mm-hmm. don't want that. Yes, we want safety, but that doesn't make us feel safe. You're making money and doing what you want to do with your own money does not contribute to the relationship very much at all. Mm-hmm. Like, no man could tell me what to do with my money is my money. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, but how, how is that going to attract a man for you? Like, when men make money, 
And this is a common understanding. When a man make money, he woman supposed to. A man can't be making good money and he woman ain't look good. But if a woman making a lot of money, the man could look terrible. You know what I mean? The man could be living a terrible subsidy. It makes sense by himself. But that's an understood trait because this is female empowerment and this is independence, but it is not. Your independence is not going to work for an, a, a, an, an alliance or a team. Like you being great and the other person being less and you being comfortable with that is not going to make the team it's work. Not... And the same with a man. If your ego of I need to prove myself, because a lot of men feel like when, when, when sex is had and you blow a woman's mind, like you achieve something great, fantastic, and amazing. I'm not saying don't go blow your woman's mind. I'm saying you don't need to blow a hundred women's minds to prove to yourself that you're good in bed. Like, that's not... Exactly. That's ridiculous. Right. Oh, my goodness. Like, you said it perfect. Like, how is that going to help you? Like, oh, I learned tricks from this. No. No. Learn tricks we do. Because you making love to a bunch of women is not going to help you to make love to this one woman who is a specific, unique human being with she own specific... I don't wonder something to myself, and I don't know if, if people will wonder this. If you have five sex partners, if you're having sex with five women, how do you remember all of the preferences? How is it that your technique is pleasing... How is it that your technique is pleasing all of these five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten women at the same time? It got to be that these women love you, not that they think that some of them ain't think you're great in bed at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Be because it's, it's almost impossible. You, you're having sex with one person and they are so dynamic and they're so... It's such an evolutionary growth-oriented process mm -hmm. that I feel like mm -hmm. if you're not fully engaged... You're going to be diverting a lot of your your in your your resources that you could be using to grow that relationship and grow that sexual um, codependence, and you're mm -hmm. putting those resources into another bin, which means you're not really getting the fullness from this one woman, because you're spreading no. yourself thin. Thin, yeah. Mm -hmm. But some people like they don't view life like that or relationships like that quantity is what they value so i guess it goes back to um individual value systems you know what i mean Correct. and who am i to tell somebody about their value systems <laughs> <laughs> um, i i mean you just i either agree to disagree with people and just keep it pushing keep it pushing you know yeah, um, but if, if it's your situation personally and it doesn't have with what you want or what your preference is, then, you know, you, you, you leave. I think that's the smartest thing to do because the last thing I would want is to force a man to do something that I know he doesn't believe in or something that I know he doesn't want to do because then resentment is going to build. Even if you feel like, oh, I'm going to do it, um, just because he may have a specific reason. Maybe he really likes me. Uh, maybe he thinks that he's going to get something else from me after this time period of um, quote unquote pleasing or appeasing me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe the, the, the woman in that case, she's so caught up on feelings and emotion and love and all of this thing and the dopamine and all of that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of blinding sometimes, it is. you know, like it is. as a, I, I would be 
very honest and transparent in, in the beginning stages, we are like we giddy, Correct. especially if we die and you know perhaps he reach out to us and like oh my god like yeah finally you know that kind of way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then some of us who got the game you know you like play a little hard to get and make him continue the chase you know kind of like give it up all at once or whatever um and then once you get to that threshold where you start to like know each other's schedule like you know okay at 12 o'clock i know this is where you'd normally be during the day mm-hmm. uh wait, get home at this point um at the night or whatever and when you get there something happens like i feel like that's a crossroad where, where if you go left it's like things start to go downhill because mm. people eat up a wall they may realize um oh, and and it's for both men and women you know, um, oh shit, uh, uh, this person getting too close. Yeah. This person is that really trigger? Is me. Um, and I can't let them see me for me. And mm-hmm. no, 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 no. So, like, time to reach, you yeah, know? Exactly. Or you have, I guess, the more favorable outcome where you go deeper. You know, person said, yeah, wow, let, let, this is somebody who I could really see me building with spending especially if you as an individual are at that point in in your life where that is what you want mm-hmm. you know something more exclusive and um foundational and things like that um so unfortunately a lot of the times we get into situationships we are we 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 either profess whether it's the woman or the man doing it like mm-hmm. okay this is what i want but deep down or in the back of your mind, you know, no, that ain't what I really want, but I'm going to just tell you what you want to hear, you know? So, like, that's why if somebody's courting me, like, I guess I get, you know, my little tips, but if somebody courted me and a man asks me, um, so what are you looking for in a man? You just tell them, well, I'm looking for you to be yourself. Wow. Because I have... Yeah. If I tell you, oh, I'm looking for you to do this. They're going to try to fit it. I mean, like, I'm literally giving you the blueprint. What the hell yeah. would I give you the blueprint? And men are opportunistic. Men are opportunistic exactly. like that. So it's, it's like, oh, you want, you like flowers? Okay, then, let me just do that. It's not that it's coming from the heart. They just, they focus on the mission. Yeah, whatever that mission is. I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes it can change. Maybe he just come for pussy in the beginning stages and then he realized me, shit, like, this is a, a good girl, boy. So let me really change up my actor. Whatever situation he would have been through, no, um, solidifies in his mind, no, I, I, I really need to change my tactics or what I'm doing. Um, and you see that shift there. But I mean, more cases than none. No. It's not. You know, that's like the outlier. You yeah, know what I mean? it like, is. I feel like. Uh, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. Like a man has to come to that place in his mind where, I guess he's ready, yeah, uh, or settled, you know, um, to say this is what my target is now, as opposed to just running around slinging the car the time before. Um, this is what I want. Really looking for a wife, um, and even if it's not a wife, but somebody to really settle down with, um, and so certain things that I would have been attracted to before, that's not going to be what I'm attracted to now. The thing um, is, I don't think or... I don't think it's a place, you know, I, I think what happens is um, 
men have to actively want that. And and I don't mean, when I say come to a place, because come to a place could sound like the person has to grow old enough to want that. Mm. And I don't mm-hmm. see the old enough. I am, I am flabbergasted by the way that some men think at 48 still, like they still have the 21-year-old run dick principle, you know what I mean? Like they still feel like yeah. the chasing tail and not really trying to build nothing. Like it's, it's just, so I, I, I've given up on the come to a place. Some men will never come to that place and they're married, you know, mm-hmm. and they would mm-hmm. never come to the place of what I need to do is focus my resources. The one thing that I've realized is that chasing tail is very time, time, it's very expensive. Um, it's not just expensive Consuming. money, it may consume so much of your time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, mm-hmm. it consumes so much of your time. Like, like when, I, when I think back, like, in my dating life earlier, like, I spent so much hours in the day, you know, like, cultivating relationships and, 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 and making active plans and then, you know, putting the resources, getting the car and putting gas in it and, you know, trying to make time to touch this one tonight, you know what I mean? And you spend a whole, yeah. before you know it, if you have two or three women, that's your whole week, really. Like, like yeah, you're going to be able to go to work because you have to, but when work done, yeah. you ain't doing no extra nothing. You ain't concentrating on the hobbies. You're just looking tail. So it's really, really mm-hmm. expensive. But men, men don't, I don't think men necessarily come to a place. I think what happens is they have to see that what they're doing is wrong and then they have to try to change that. And no woman, like, I think that sometimes we don't promote that women could be the catalyst for you right. changing your ways. I don't think that's, that's necessarily true because I know mm-hmm. a lot of, I've been with a lot of good women and they didn't, as good as they were, and this is me in retrospect, as good and, as they were and as much as they would have been a good support system for me to, you know, change into a, be a better person, they never made me a better person. They, they, I you mean, that for exactly. I had to introspect and be like, but do you know what? This thing that I'm doing is terrible and it's not going to work for my benefit. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's the problem. Like men think that having a lot of women is to their benefit. Not realizing it's to their detriment. It's only when you realize by this is to my detriment and may really gain no real. Like, I need to change this because me ain't really getting away. Not that a woman telling you that, you know, because if a woman tell you that, you'll be like, which time will buy? Which time will buy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you're in the place where you're still looking for tail. Mm-hmm. You're not looking to build nothing. And, and to get to that point, you gotta look inside yourself and realize that something is deficient. And that don't, something what? that just don't happen. I was just about to ask, do you think that that introspect is frightening? Oh man, it's Just terrible. Man, <laughs> by that thing is the most by when you realize when when not any even a realization so much, you know. When you look mm. in yourself and you, you really ask some tough questions to yourself, not nobody asking you. Mm. When you ask some tough questions to yourself, that is it, it could be a little demoralizing. Like when you take stock, when you look at your like a simple question to ask. How much further am I in my life in terms of attaining goals, in terms of progressing in any meaningful way? How different am I now from the last three years? Do I still think the same exact things that I thought three years ago? 
Because if you could, if you think that you're like people just just says things like you know I'm the same. No, you're not supposed to be the same. Like that's that's mm-hmm. stagnancy. Like you're not. Your mentality is not supposed to stay the same. You're supposed to be exposing yourself to more and more things, and your mind is supposed to be changing accordingly. If you believe right. the same exact things that you believe when you were 19 years old, and you're now 40 years old, something is wrong. You are stilted. You're but, not. You're, you're stagnant. Mm-hmm. You know what's what's funny when people be like, "Oh, you change. What make you go in that so?" And I'm like, well, "What I supposed to do? Stay the same?" No, like, you change it up. <laughs> and people, people like people like constant this world. Okay, correct. Change is the only concept, but people expect you to stay the same because they want to be able to. Um, not, not. I don't want to say manipulate. Or stagnancy. Either that, that's one thing, and that's true. That's that's actually a powerful point. But the second thing is that they want to be able to um, navigate you. So, like, if uh, in t- mm. in uh, predict what you're going to do, or uh, to at least be able to ascertain what kind of person you are. Like, if you keep yeah. moving, and that, I think that's why cancel culture kind of is the way it is, in that people are certain to have to go so far back to find something to prove that you are the person, you are different to what you say you are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I have to look in Clelia's backlog to find when she said this. You see, see, this is the person, the kind of person she is. No, the, you need, you're using the wrong, using the wrong word. That's not the person she is. That's the person she was. Yeah, exactly. So should I cancel the person? If I want to cancel the person she was, fine. But to cancel the person that she is, is wrong. This mm-hmm. person, if this person has changed their mentality and, and their actions are proving that they've changed their mentality and the words are coming out, they're more proved. Both things are laying up now. Then you could assume that back in the day, they had a different mentality and the, the words and the, the actions lined up then. But the words yeah. and the actions lined up now, they're different people. One person said to me, like he said, I don't care what my woman did 10 years ago. I care what my woman doing now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If she was promiscuous however 10 years ago, and I do understand that, you know, socially, women being promiscuous is seen as something easy to do because if you go down the street and you ask 10 men if you, they want to have sex with you, I almost guarantee you that all 10 men say yes. Mm-hmm. Right? A man going down the street and asking, he could be attractive, a man going down the street and asking 10 women if they want to have sex with him, if he finds one, he found a lot. Like random women. <laughs> If you found one, yeah. you found a lot. That's not normal. Women are very, yeah. very, they're very, very triggered by them things. Like, women are, they, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Even if they like you, they're not going to give you sex just because you ask. And the first, you know. Anyway, today I digress. All I'm saying is, when it comes to the male-female, like, that whole relationship thing, you have to focus on what is this, what is this person versus what was this person? Especially right. if you're talking about 10 years, 15 years ago. Like, like come on, no, drop it. Like, just stop. Mm. Just stop. I, I don't even think I would like myself 15 years ago. As a 20-year-old idiot. Like, I, I, would, <laughs> if, I would join you in stoning this person. <laughs> you, you know what I'm you saying? Know, like, yeah, I understand. But, you know, um, just, like, to segue a little bit from that point, um, I think some people, um, 
feel as if they're, they're, they're so caught up on hating or disliking the person that once was that they can't imagine or fathom that there is a change. Correct. You know, like, for instance, in a relationship, um, a woman, especially women, would say, oh, he was such an asshole to me and he do all these things to me and then he just left me and three months later, he married somebody else or whatever the time frame is. And, you know, he treating her right and he do all these things for her, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't do them things for me. And we was together for five years, right. you know, and going on and on and on. And, you know, in, in my younger years, I would have been like, well, well, how he could, you know, just go and leave the woman who was done with him for so long and doing so much things for him. And then automatically you know, in, especially in a short time period, you know, doing all these things for somebody else. You know, like, that would have been a trigger for me before. But then, you know, I started understanding the nuances of relationships and the dynamic of relationships and more specifically individuals um, and how people are just so um, weird or uh, just, like, so, like... They, they could like something today and then tomorrow you want to know well what really going what on happened here? yeah no? yeah what happened and the thing is like as a woman i could think that i'm being the best woman in this relationship and like why would he even have any sort of issues or concerns or whatever the case may be but then maybe the man deep down having some real issues with you correct and because you are so um either entitled to whatever prestige you may have maybe you look good maybe you know you got whatever accolades behind your name you like we talk about the money thing a lot mm -hmm. um you know you you feel like he can't not like me like i am as you were saying i am the prize i am the catch here which mm -hmm. i mean i'm a woman so i i would profess myself to be the prize you know mm -hmm. um but i do have to have um substance behind Correct. that it's statement to have if we're being honest and as a woman we can't say we are the prize and we ain't got shit to offer we ain't got nothing in in the treasure chest or the treasure box Correct. you know what i mean so and not just vagina and and that's the thing it's just to show away from yes, that not just, not just the vagina mm -hmm. something else yeah like that's just part of 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 the whole thing you know so like you feel okay i am i am all this and some and then he dare not not mm. want me. He dare not have this notion that I'm not enough or whatever the case may be or however she feels. And then um, this guy probably feel like you're a controlling bitch or you don't listen or mm. whatever else, you know, he may be feeling. You're not supportive, you're emasculating him, etc. And there's that very large margin now between you guys. There's very large disconnect. Mm -hmm. And then you want to know, okay, well, how come in a matter of three to six months, he know thriving with mm -hmm. somebody else? Because maybe the woman is giving to him, listening and giving to him what you weren't. Correct. And maybe he would have learned some things about himself in that relationship that he found out was and and again this is reverse eh? male or female it but does. Mm -hmm. i'm speaking as the respect and um, perspective as a woman you know so maybe the man know he said okay 
well, when I did this, I got A, but I prefer B. So I have to change that variable in my equation, you know? And he does imply that now in the next relationship because he's afforded the opportunity to do that. A lot of the times as women, and I I feel, I hope, no woman feel like I'm bringing down women here, but I am very unbiased. I call it as it is. Some of us, sometimes we don't give men the opportunity or our spouse the opportunity to do what needs to be done. Yes, maybe they fuck up sometime before, but then it's like you hold it against them and you push it and you you plaster it yeah, in man. the face. Every opportunity you get. A picture you know, so on the like, How is that? Yeah, like how is that going to be beneficial for the first and foremost, the other person? And then just the general dynamic of the relationship in general, you know, like it's it's not good. It's not gonna help. So like no. So you we really have to um take recollection of that and, and figure out what's the best way to move forward so that you know those things don't happen but as as a human being you should not feel entitled at any point you know like yes you have you know and and for you and i also think like there's a there's a missing love component here you know because i don't think we understand what love means at all if 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 and i don't know we're not we're not probably not gonna be able to go deep into this but um I don't think we get the love component of it at all. I Mm-mm. love is not ownership, you know. Like love is not like I you could only love me. Uh like if you ain't with me then you can't be happy. That's not love at all. That's that's something mm-hmm. else. You see what I mean? And I feel like if me and somebody didn't work out, right? For any p- reason and they go and get married. I am happy for them. And I wish them the very best. Because guess what? I love them. And if I'm not going to be the one that's going to satisfy what they need in a relationship and what they need in a partner, I would be hoping to all God that they find the person that they need. Even if the person they did need- me to, 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 to prosper and to, to, you know, to grow. If, if it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense for me to hold on to any negative emotions when it comes to a relationship ending. It doesn't make any sense. It's going to hurt. I'm not saying it's not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. It is. It will hurt because your emotions will tell you you've invested and you haven't bred, bred the returns that you wanted. So that there's a disappointment in there no matter how you split it. But if the person mm-hmm. moves on with somebody else, I ain't got no reason to bad talk them. I, in fact, none of my exes, I will ever bad talk them. Because I, the reason I was in a relationship in the first place is because I saw good in this person. You see what I mean? Right. I don't go into relationships because somebody looks great. I don't go into a relationship because somebody got big boobs. I mean, nice boobs help, but I don't go into a relationship because somebody got big boobs or they have a vagina that's 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 you know dipped in gold. You know what I mean? That's not that's not mm-hmm. why I go there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be in a relationship with you because of that. I'm gonna be in a relationship because I think you're a good, wholesome person, and that you and I together as a team could work together to create a better life for both of us. And if mm-hmm. push comes to shove, that I can't create a better life for me, then I am going to try my very best to at least make sure that it's the best life that I could create for you and our family. That is what, mm-hmm. my, that is what my duty is as a man. Yes, I would love to be happy. Yes, I would love to be um, you know, fulfilled and, and, and have the things of the world and, you know, have a car, big car, and a nice house, and I just want them things, right? 
But if I can't mm -hmm. do that, if I can't do that for me, then I'll do it for my family. I'll do it for my children. I'll do it for my wife. I'll make sure that my wife has the best life that could possibly afford her if I can't have the best life that I could afford me. That is first. The first is the children. The second is the wife. And the last is me. I am going to have a happy life. I want to have a happy life. That's not what I'm... I'm not saying mm -hmm. we're going to negate that. What I'm saying is if I can't for any reason, then I'm going to make sure the people that I have to support, the people that I have on, on this side of me, Right? That they are doing well. And I don't think Guys. That, I, I don't think people are necessarily take a lot of notes that because love is not is not self-serving. Like love is not an right. orgasm. You know what I mean? Love is not chasing tail. That's not love. What you're doing, and mm -hmm. they have a word for it. It's close. It's lust. You want to lust. appease yourself. Lust is desire for self. Like mm -hmm. I want. Love lust says, I want you to please mm -hmm. me. But love says, yep. I want you to grow, even if it's not because of me. me. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so again, if you're going to be like, how could this person be married and doing all the good things for his wife? And when he was with me, he didn't do none of those things. You are hurt. That is coming from a place of hurt. That's not coming from mm -hmm. a place of love. Because if it was oh, coming okay. from a place of love, you would be happy that this person has found, finally found the life that would gratify both them and another human being because it definitely wasn't gratifying you or them. Right. So be happy mm -hmm. it's over. And again, in the long run, people are hold on to this malice. It's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And men don't do the same thing. Love is not ownership. Love does not say that because I love her, she shouldn't do. She, she ain't, because I love her, she, she can't go over here. Because I I love you, so you can't do this. I love you, you can't pursue this. I love you, you can't... Like this load of, these load of boundaries that you're setting in and of yourself, that's not love. That's not love. Mm -hmm. you, you're like, you, you're satisfying your ego that you could exude control over another human being. And by all means, right. human beings, are they love that. You give a human being some power and you see how it changes them. It shifts them. All of a sudden, they care about what they want. And they don't care about the yep. collective... Politicians, the same. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Uh, thank you so much, man. This 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 conversation was extremely engaging. Um, I think there's yes. there's so much more to say. Um, like even in terms of the role of sex in relationships and how that kind of tends to move it in a different line. But I guess that's a that's a that's a conversation for a different a, a, another time, which means probably you're gonna have a next. Have to have another sit down on this show. A third one. <laughs> in the near future, a third one. The the, the, the Clelia tri trilogy. Um, trilogy. <laughs> yeah, man, the trilogy of of Clelia. But Clelia, thank you so much, um, guys. We've been no we've been talking to Clelia Davis, um, who is right now stationed in Taiwan, and I just wanna say I appreciate her so much for coming on and having this very deep discussion <laughs> today. Um, mm -hmm. As usual, guys. As usual, guys, thank you guys for listening and peace. No gang sense, guys. Peace out.